Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you have been listening this week, you know that Doug has been out for uh, the first two days, but he is back in the building now. I was out Friday, too. Yeah, he was can out Can you fr- turn yeah. me down just a little bit? I'm hearing myself over there, man. There, just up just a little bit. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Come on, Taylor. It's not going. Uh, it's that's not going. It won't go any lower than that. No, no, no. Up, turn me oh, up. Oh, Th- uh, there we go. There we go. Now, yeah, there we go. All right, all right. I was hearing myself. I'm. I'm. Sh- sounds like I'm shouting over here. <laughs> that's what my wife tells me all the time because I'm hard and hearing. Well, no, you guys did a great job Friday, and um, you and Bob Gromman and then uh, you and Brad did a great job. I was glad to uh, have those guys fill in and appreciate. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, appreciate so much. You, uh, you. Uh, going ahead and uh taking that and uh, man i'm getting calls how about that nice <laughs> you're getting calls i i'm not used to being in here take three days off and i'm just forgetting <laughs> everything a lot going on in our country right now yep. as if it wasn't enough going on in 2020 but have you been watching these hearings at all i've seen the clips i haven't watched anything like you know uh sustained live just been out doing stuff but yeah i've seen well uh, quite a few clips while we were flying yesterday we got to watch it and then Mm. um i watched a little bit uh this morning in between the two swap meetings and um you know i i'm very uh thankful that um president trump nominated amy coney barrett Mm -hmm. because uh amy coney barrett is brilliant yeah i mean and to be honest with you, it's, I'm a little bit jealous uh, because I watch her, and I, I think, boy, it must be fun to be the smartest person in the room <laughs> and have all the other people try to trip you up. Yeah, and and I really believe she's a person of faith. You know, um, I don't know exactly where she is on the spectrum of faith. Mm. I don't know if she's just a young believer, but she certainly is a brilliant legal mind. And her answers to the questions, you could tell that they, I mean, they were trying to get her to register opinions about policy. Mm-hmm. And then they, a lot of times, some of them, like uh, Senator Whitehouse, wasn't even asking a question. He just goes for 30 minutes. And it's it's basically like you're watching a campaign ad for uh, mm-hmm. President Biden by the Democrats as they take this time that they supposed to be vetting this person for the uh, office of the supreme court and instead all they're doing is talking about either the affordable care act Mm -hmm. abortion or gay marriage they're spending all their time or uh, and sometimes about uh the second amendment but most of it is around the affordable care act and gay marriage and abortion and the the fascinating thing to me is is it's all about fear yeah it's all about fear. And I think about the contrast between some of the democratically controlled states by gov- by that I mean a governor who's like Governor Whitmer up mm-hmm. in uh, Minnesota or even the governor out in uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. 
and how they've used fear to to seize power and control and as you know as believers i was sharing with the guys today at swat i don't think i've ever heard as much fear talk from believers as i've heard in the last six months yeah and and we're not supposed to fear we're, we're not supposed to walk in fear. We're supposed to walk in faith. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of what we're teaching right now in Hebrews. And so, I mean, as we watch these things, it's just it's fascinating to me to watch a guy like Senator, Senator Blumenthal, who uh, basically lied about his military record to try to embellish his own past, sitting on a panel that basically – uh, vets judges to whether they're honorable enough or, or good enough to i mean why would a guy like that first of all even be in congress and second of all certainly be impaneled on the senate judiciary yeah. i mean a guy who's acknowledged that he lied about his military history mm. and, and and i mean that's just absurd to me yeah that we would allow somebody like that or you look at white house uh, senator white house who's sitting up there and say, and listen, I know it goes on both sides of the aisle. I'm not saying just one, but I'm saying these men on this committee and women who are trying to pepper her on policy questions aren't even doing the job they're supposed to do. Their job is to vet her and find out if she's judicially qualified, mm-hmm. not if she's policy qualified. Yeah. And she has done a great job of responding to that. So, well, yeah. And, uh, I, I saw today that they, she said uh, sexual preference at one point, and uh, the senator from uh, Hawaii, Ho- Hawaii yeah. said that's offensive to uh, you know, homosexual people. And uh, then the Webster Dictionary online after that changed the definition that they had previously had of preference. Mm-hmm. And instead of just saying, you know, they said it's widely seen to be um, uh, offensive when before that it was something that was never offensive. And all of a sudden, just because you want to try to find the inroads to attack her now throughout our whole society, that's going to be something. Oh, can't say that. Well, White House, um, here's the thing. The hypocrisy of it all is what gets me. White mm-hmm. House is sitting there arguing that uh, she, and he spent I know, 30 minutes talking about dark money yeah. and, and money uh, given by conservative groups, you know, tied to issues like abortion and health care. But he doesn't talk about his own dark money, money that comes from Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just it's just it's really it gets irritating. But you get encouraged when you see somebody like a even a Brett Kavanaugh, who who they made horrendous claims against that were not true mm-hmm. and and ends up standing up and, and being basically exonerated yeah. from that. And she's brilliant. All her answers have been brilliant. I mean, it's the way she's responded. She has really, really done a good job, and she's going to be confirmed. And there's going to be another good justice on the Supreme Court who will not try to legislate from the bench, but instead recognizes that's not their job. Mm -hmm. They were pushing her today to try to say uh, her opinion on stuff. She said, I can't do that. And then they would say, well, I'm disappointed you want. Well, she's saying I, that that would be unethical yeah. for me to do that. And so that's the whole thing. I, I just, 
the political process. I don't know about you. Are you ready for it to be like uh, November 5th? Are you, are you ready for us to <laughs> yeah. be past the election? Yeah, I am. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, the night of November 3rd will be, you know, by November 4th, you know, we'll know. But, uh, you know, yeah. it, it might, you know, it might take until January. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it to be done and over. Um, but that's only if we end up returning to, you know, a state of, I guess less heightened ten- tensions, and you know, yeah. there's always the fear that no matter what happens, tensions are going to be high, no matter who wins. And well, th- they are; they're going to be high. But I, you know, I have to tell you this: I was really uh, disappointed because, as many of you know, if you listen, if you, I want to ask our listeners to do something. You know, by the way, if you're just tuning in, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and. Um, you know, we take the first segment of our program and we usually discuss what's going on in our world, things happening right now. The biggest thing is these confirmation hearings and what's happening with them and the political process. I think you were sharing about how an email just surfaced now where Hunter Biden is asking his father for help. And mm-hmm. his dad actually came out and said, hey, he was bragging about how he um, bullied basically or, or used money mm-hmm. to entice the Ukrainian guy to drop the or to fire the prosecutor yep. over there that was looking into his son. But nothing's ever said about that. But that's beside the point. I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, we had Wayne Grudem on, Dr. Wayne Grudem, last uh, Thursday. And he did a brilliant job of sharing of why we as believers should be informed when we vote. And, you know, I've been doing stuff on Facebook for the last three years on SWAT radio and we get good interviews or interviews that we think will be helpful. And we spread those out. It's called boosting a post Mm. and you can go from anywhere from we've had boosted posts that reach 10,000 people. Mm. So I tried to do that. I tried to go out and send that out uh, on, um, on uh, Wayne Grudem, Dr. Grudem. And was told by Facebook that, no, this does not meet our our ethics or huh. whatever. And I was really disappointed about that, that they shut that down. This is Christian speech. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is Christian speech. Dr. Wayne Grudem on a Christian radio station talking about why Christians should vote informed by their faith. And... Um, and Facebook shut it down. And I, I would like to ask you to go to SWATradio.com. Just do a search for Wayne Grudem, G-R-U-D-E-M, and and then uh, listen to that. Share that on Facebook. Uh, they have not stopped it from being shared yet. Mm. I would share it with as many people as you could. It said, we've determined that your ads don't comply with our advertising policy. Mm. That's what they said, and they would not allow us to boost that post. So I'm asking you, if you're listening, not only to share the post, but then encourage your friends to share it. It is a great interview about how Christians should vote platform and not for a person, mm-hmm. because your vote for a personality is is not really a well-informed vote, and he talks about that. So anyway, we'll talk a little bit more when we come back. Yeah, and no. Facebook's actions there 
highlight his point of why we need to, as Christians, be informed and be voting and uh, try to change the culture. So we'll be back with more after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. He's on Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, we talked a little bit about the news of the day. Um, and uh, that's mostly been about uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett's uh, confirmation hearing to the Supreme, Supreme Court and some of the uh, politics that have been on display uh, throughout that those hearings so far in the first three days. Uh, talked uh, touched on a little bit of uh, Joe Biden's new uh, email uh, scandal that surfaced and uh, how Facebook's shut that down. But as we we're talking about that, uh, that kind of hit home for us as well as uh, Doug was sharing that we tried to boost a uh, a post or an ad with uh, Dr. Wayne Grudem um, uh, highlighting that interview. And Facebook said that that was something that uh, was outside the bounds of their ethics um, for for ads on Facebook. Um, and yeah, that's pretty, 
Well, I just sent them an email and I said, please tell me why my ad for uh, my, my ad, uh, my spiritual ad uh, on my religious program was rejected uh, in violation of my first amendment rights. Mm. Yeah. That's what I I just asked them. So we'll see how they respond to that. Mm. But I do want to tell people, I just got uh, Dr. Grudem's book, Christian ethics an introduction to biblical moral reasoning Oh my gosh, this, it, it is a great resource for you uh, as a parent, as a, just a, a, a person out there who wants somebody who is, who's really written well on these issues mm. from a biblical pres- perspective. I just want to read some of the titles before we get into the Hebrew study. First introduction, intro to Christian ethics. What is it? Why should we care? Uh, how should we study it? The ultimate basis for ethics and morals, our source of ethics, the Bible. That's just the introduction. Then he goes into part two, protecting God's honor. He goes through the first part of the Ten Commandments Mm. and no other gods, no carved images. And he does this in a practical sense from our time period. How does Mm. that translate to us here? Mm. Uh, Even the Sabbath, you know, all those things. Then he gets into protecting human authority. Honor your father and mother. Parents, listen to this. Why does God want children to honor their parents? Have you ever talked to your kids about why, God? He tells you from a biblical reason why with verses to back it up. Mm. Should adult children continue to be obedient to their parents? Think that's an issue today? Yeah. Yeah. Is spanking wrong? Mm. What are the advantages of public schools, Christian schools, and homeschooling? He gets into all that equality and leadership in marriage there's a hot button how can husbands have a leadership role in marriage if men and women are equal in value and he gets into that how should a husband's headship and wife's support work out in practice these are all good ethical questions that we have to deal with civil government very important right now Mm -hmm. what should governments do is it ever right to disobey or try to change the government What's the right relationship between the church? So uh, how should Christians relate to people who have authority in their workplace, church, and school? Then he goes into part four, protecting human life, capital punishment. Is that right? War. Is there such thing as a just war? Self-defense. Is it ever right for a Christian to use physical force to defend themselves or others? Um, Is it right to use a weapon? Is it right for a Christian to own a gun? He tells you with biblical principles and where to go. Abortion. What does it teach about a protection of an unborn child? Is there evidence that an unborn child is a distinct person? Euthanasia, suicide, aging and death, racial discrimination. Why it's wrong to discriminate against others based on racial differences. Does it say anything about interracial marriage? What's wrong with the arguments of people who tried to defend racial discrimination? So he goes through and gives really good practical stuff. Health. What about tattoos, vaccinations, organic food, circumcision? These are all things he gets into. Alcohol and drugs, um, protecting marriage, birth control, pornography, divorce, homosexuality. And then he gets into property uh, about stealing, again, going through the commandments protecting the purity of our heart. And so it is exhaustive, as you can see. Mm -hmm. It's uh, over 1,100 pages. 
1,200 pages, over 1,200 pages of stuff. But it is a great reference book. It's called uh, Christian Ethics by Dr. Wayne Grudem, An Introduction to Biblical Moral Reasoning, man. I, I just think it's a great reference book to have in your house. You know, when we were growing up back in my day, we used to have this thing before the Internet called uh, the Britannica or the yeah. World Book Encyclopedia. Uh-huh. <clears throat> in every home, they tried to get those so you could go and look up what you needed to know about stuff. You don't see those anymore because we have the Internet. Yeah. It's kind of a shame, actually, because at least with those, you knew the sources were cited. Mm-hmm. With the Internet, you never know what yeah. you're going to get. But anyway, um, so I just highly recommend that, Christian Ethics by Wayne Grudem. And again, if you haven't listened to that interview, go back, go to SWATradio.com, and you can listen. Just uh, type in. It has a little search uh, um uh, magnifying glass just search for wayne grudem with the m g r u d e m and then click on that and listen to it and if you go to our facebook page if you go to facebook and just type in swat radio talk it'll come up click on that and scroll down to dr grudem it'll it'll be on there that link share that with as many people as you can because facebook apparently doesn't like that being uh, advertised mm. and so we're going to do it until they keep us from doing that everybody just go on there and do it so i hope you'll stand with us and get that out it was very informative you heard it didn't you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so what'd you think as a young guy i mean tell me what you thought about it yeah i thought it was good um you know a lot of those things uh i went to a christian school went to a christian university so i was a f- familiar with um, a lot of the stuff that he talked about, but it's always good to hear somebody with that type of grasp of um, the the uh, area, the subject area talk, and, um, you know, always something to learn there. So, yeah, it was a great uh, interview. Well, I tell you, until I heard him say it, I had personally never thought about us exercising authority in voting. Had you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that, that little, uh, that line or that, that sentence he had was really good as far as uh, an articulation of uh, how God views our voting, you know what I mean? It, it's something that, like you said, I'd never really crystallized, seen it like that clearly, but something that we would felt like, and just the way that he uh, articulated it was great. Yeah. Well, I just got a thing that says, uh, they, they just said, we, you can request another review. So, Hmm. I just requested another review of that ad. So I'm, I pray that they'd let me boost it out there because a lot of times, uh, you know, people get those things and they may go, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. hopefully, uh, you know, they'll do it anyway. As we look at um, the rest of our program today, we're kind of finishing up Hebrews chapter 11. And I know you and Brad kind of got through the courage part as we mm-hmm. got through the 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 first part of verses 30 through 40, but we're also going to try to um, finish up with the prophets because courage took us up through uh, really first and second Samuel, really the Chronicles, the, the historical part of the Kings. Mm -hmm. And so now he goes into the prophets and again, just for our listeners, uh, before we go to break, I'm going to have you read Hebrews 11 30 to 40, the whole thing again. And we're going to focus in on the last part after he says prophets. All right. 
By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had been a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, Hmm. wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. And may God bless his word. Um, I know we we just got a couple of minutes before we go to break, but I just want to ask people as we get ready to go out to think about these questions. I know y'all mentioned them and brought them up yesterday. What do people see in our life as far as faith's concerned? Not not do they see us doing good deeds. I mean, those are those are good too, but I mean, really, what distinguishes you as you're listening? From anybody else in the world that may be a a fairly moral person, Mm. a very moral good citizen, do they see you live a life of faith? And faith, remember, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so what is it in your life that demonstrates to people that you believe in the one true living God, the invisible God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? Is it just going to a church on Sunday? Because that's not very convincing for most people. They want to see a supernatural God. And when we come back, we're going to look at the prophets and how this writer tried to use them as an illustration. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. Take a miracle to 
SWAT Radio. That is David Crowder with Red Letters. If you are just joining us, we are going over Hebrews chapter 11, verses 30 through 40. Um, We've been going over that uh, through the week. Uh, Me and Brad Sykes uh, talked about mostly uh, the courage um, that's displayed in uh, in these verses. And today we're going to get into the conviction and particularly looking at uh, the lives of the prophets um, that uh, exemplify that. Um, so if you missed any of that today, you can go to, um, our SWAT app and listen, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Uh, that's www.swatradio.com, or you can search for SWAT radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so you can listen to what you missed, uh, or you can listen to past podcasts such as, uh, last Thursday's podcast with Dr. Wayne Grudem. That was a great, uh, podcast. I would encourage everybody to go and listen to that. Um, But like I said, we are in Hebrews right now, and we're going to be looking at the life of the prophets and the conviction it takes uh, to live by faith. And I want to let people know, too, that um, we have a SWAT meeting in the morning at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food over on San Jose. If you want to join us at 6.30 a.m. here in Jacksonville, for those outside of Jacksonville that might want to join a SWAT meeting, uh, whether you're in Texas or um, out west or uh, wherever you are, uh, Virginia, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, you can send an email to D. McCary, I'm sorry, to Doug, D O U G, at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. And I will send you an email with a link to join us on a Zoom call Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 6 Central, 2 Mountain, and 1, I'm sorry. That's seven Eastern, six Mountain, and five Pacific. Right? Is that right? No, four four Pacific. It's it's three hours. Yeah. On the way. I got I, I kind of get behind. I know daylight savings time's coming up. I'm already trying to think through those issues. But anyway, it's seven Eastern time uh, from seven to eight every Thursday night, and also on Fridays down in St. Augustine, we meet at the Village Inn. You're welcome to join us there. Well, you guys did a great job of talking about verses 30 through 32 and that really kind of took everybody from joshua judges through the kings Mm -hmm. and and just as a quick reminder that god calls us to a true faith that shows people courage and and we see these examples in joshua uh, the courage it took to lead the men of israel against the giants and this giant wall at jericho Mm mm-hmm and to do something that seemed extremely foolish to the world, even as leaders probably, which is to march around the wall. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're not gonna we're not gonna try to take a big log and knock <laughs> through the gate. No, we're just gonna watch around. It's, so 
God's courage is often demonstrated in what I call unconventional obedience. I remember, Taylor, when I left the FBI, I had people that said, you're crazy. Why are you leaving? And, I, and you know, I, I admit, I even would think, God, you've given me a million-dollar education in investigative work in law enforcement, and I've only done this for three years, three and a half years. And now you're wanting me to leave that to go into ministry? That don't make no sense, yeah. you know, as I said growing up. That don't make no sense. <laughs> and and God said, no, this is what I want you to do. And I'm like, well, what about seminary? No, I don't want you to go to seminary. I've trained you, and I'm bringing people into your life that will continue training you, and and I'm going to use you. Uh, and he has, and he's opened up a lot of doors. And so a lot of times when we make these choices it's not just the courage to go against something that may be life-threatening although that's there but it's also the courage to take a a step of risk that the world goes that's foolish Mm -hmm. or to take a step that you don't know how god's going to provide for you but you know that's where he's leading you and so i think that when we look at a life of joshua he had been around moses enough and and was sensitive enough to God's voice because that's one question I get asked a lot. Like, how do you know it's God want you to do something? Mm-hmm. And here's the beautiful thing. And let me just put you at ease if you're listening today and you're going, I I want to follow God. I just don't know if it's Him or me. If your desire is to follow the God of all creation, the one true living God. He's not going to sit up there with a hammer waiting for you to go off in a wrong direction and pop you. What he's, what he's doing is what he wants you to do is he wants you to obey him. And if you think you're obeying him, taking a step of faith, but it's not where he wants you to go, guess what he'll do? He'll take his hand mm-hmm. and he's going to move you right where he wants you to be. And that's comforting to me. Mm -hmm. If you look at his people, he's always shown himself merciful. His, his, he's never looks at the, the I mean, the external as much as the internal. And so you look at Joshua, you look at Rahab, you look at Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel. These were all flawed men and women. Mm -hmm. And God says, you know what? I'm not looking for perfection in you i've got perfection in my son what i'm looking for is faithful loyalty when you realize that you're not going in a right direction just let me bring you back into the right direction instead of being hard-hearted and stubborn and saying i'm going to make this work have you ever done that have you ever been hard-hearted or stubborn sometimes god's trying to tell you this is not where i want you to go and you keep trying to go there Yep. I've done that too. (laughs) And you know, after a while you go, okay, God does not want me here. Yeah. And so he, he gently will bring us back. Sometimes he, if we're stubborn, he might pop us a little harder to get us Mm -hmm. back in line. But then in verses 33 through 40, this writer, what he does is he goes into the prophets and he just simply says, and the prophets. And then he goes through a litany, not of their names, but of their actions. Yeah. Because what do people remember about Daniel more than anything? The lion's den. Yeah. Yeah. They remember Daniel's name because of his actions. 
He defied the king to pray when the king said no. He did what God wanted rather than what man threatened to hurt him if he didn't do. And so a lot of times we compromise for far less than Daniel was threatened with. Mm -hmm. And so he just mentions uh, somebody who shut the mouths of lions. Now, did Daniel shut that lion's mouth? No. No, but in the minds of the people, Daniel went in there, and those lions' mouths were shut. What about the next people he mentions? People who um, basically quenched the power of fire. That's Daniel chapter 3. That's Mishael, Hananiah, and Azariah, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those three guys. And here's the funny thing about those three guys. When they were in the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar had told them if they didn't bow down to him, that they would be cast into this fiery pit, executed in a fire. And they said, O King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, They did not tie their obedience to results. Mm -hmm. So often in our Christian life, we're wanting God to promise a result before we'll obey. Instead of saying, okay, God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. It doesn't matter what the result is. And by the way, I love what Mother Teresa said one time. Somebody, a, a newscaster that's oblivious, this guy's oblivious to the spiritual life. You could tell by... The, the way he was talking to her. But he asked her, he said, Mother Teresa, do you feel like your mission's been successful? He was talking about in India and in mm. Calcutta where she ministered to the lepers and the people, the street people. And she looked him in the eye and she said, and with this gleam of just love that said, you know, God didn't call me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. Mm. And I thought, I've never forgotten that quote. Because so often we believe that we have to be successful in the world's view for God. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't call us to be successful. You see all these manuals, how to have a successful church ministry, how to have a successful youth ministry, how to have a successful this or that. Look at Jeremiah. You know, the prophet Jeremiah, how many converts did he have in his lifetime? Mm-hmm. Stephen. Look at Stephen. How many converts? Well, we don't know. I mean, the truth is, God is the only one that brings a convert over mm-hmm. to his family. There's somebody who's already part of the family, but they haven't bowed the knee. But we don't know who those people are. He calls some people to lay their life down. He calls some people to do things that in the eyes of the world, they. I, I've got a friend right now in Africa. He's got three converts after 25 years of ministry. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of the world, that's not very successful. But that doesn't matter to God what the world says. That's where he's called him. And so as we come back, these were all people of conviction. Daniel, Michelle, Hananiah, and Azariah, they demonstrated an unyielding loyalty and did what was right no matter what. So here's our question. Where are we compromising and what are we compromising over? doesn't matter what we're compromising over, does it really? What really matters is, are we compromising on our mission to put God on display or because of fear? Is that what's keeping us back? We got to be courageous and have conviction. When we come back, we're going to finish up with Elijah and Elisha and people can call in if they want with questions, comments about anything we've talked about. So. 
All right, so if you would like to call in, you can call at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Casting crowns. Oh, excuse me. That is need to breathe with brother. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that, I was going, yeah, that, that may not be them. Uh, yeah, but welcome back to SWAT Radio. We have been talking about Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 30 through 40. Uh, we're talking about the lives of the prophets today. Uh, if you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, uh, you were mentioning some of the things uh, that Daniel did and um, that uh, Radchat, Meshach, and Abednego did because yeah. I forget their... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, I forget their names in Hebrew. I can't. Mishael, ha, Mishael, Hananiah, and, and Azariah. Azariah. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, you were you were just talking <laughs> about uh, their lives and how they were obedient um, and, and not dependent on an outcome. Mm-hmm. That they were faced with death and refused to compromise, and God ended up using their faith to uh, display His power. And you asked the question about how we are compromising uh, every day. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday, uh, me and Brad did. And um, that, I think that's something that should be pretty convicting for all of us. Um, you know, what are we willing to lose? What are we willing to go through for our faith? You know, it, it seems uh, at large that the church in America isn't really willing to go through much, but we haven't been tested like other churches have. And so, when the time of testing comes, we need to be faithful in the small things so that we're ready 
for that in the big things. Well, you remember when we were going through our um, the, the the study on letters to the church? Mm-hmm. I shared that if you want to be part of a church in Iran, yeah, y- you have to sign a statement that says you're willing for your home to be plundered and your life to be lost to be part of that local body that you recognize that Jesus is Lord and that he and he alone is the most important thing about you. I mean, think about that for a second. Can you imagine if churches started requiring people to sign that? How many people you think would jump on that bandwagon? Uh, Only the ones that are serious. Well, that's true. See, we have nothing that weeds out the superficial in our country. So superficial people join the church left and right uh, as an experiment, maybe, maybe because they just want to get a check in the block. But this is what the writer to Hebrews is dealing with. You had a group in group two. Remember, there's three subgroups. One group's all in, but there's another group that are posers or people who only intellectually have bought into the facts about Jesus. And so this writer is talking about all these people of faith to show this is what faith looks like lived out. Yeah. And everybody's different. Everybody has a different path. Next week, we're going to look at what I'm teaching this week is Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 4, where he says, therefore, and it really should be connected with this chapter more than the next mm-hmm. chapter. Remember, when he wrote the letter, there weren't chapters yeah. and verses. That's for us to find things. But it was just one continuous letter. And he just, he goes through these people and he says, therefore, because of all these witnesses, and a lot of times when that's taught, and I'm going to share this next week, is people have this idea that these are people in a stadium spectating us running the race. That's not it at all. They're just models who've gone before us. And so they show us what it's like to live with conviction whether it's Daniel in the lion's den, whether it's uh, Michelle, Hananiah, and Azariah uh, in the in the fiery furnace. And by the way, I didn't say this before the break. When they're in the fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar throws them in. He he he. They throw he throws them in bound. They're, it says they're bound. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the fire, they're loosed. And God will use the fiery times in our life to unbind the things that are binding us. Mm. And the other thing I learned about that passage is it says there's a fourth person in there that looks like the Son of God. And many people believe that's a pre-incarnate Christ. Now, here's what's so amazing. Nebuchadnezzar has to call them. He shouts at them, hey, guys, come out of the fire. Who has to tell somebody to run out of a fire? Yeah. If this building was in flames, would I have to go, Taylor, you got to get out of here? Nope. You're going to run. Yeah. So why why do you think, Taylor, that Nebuchadnezzar had to shout to them to come out of the fire? I, I would say because, one, it didn't hurt, but they were in the presence of, of God. That's because I think you're right. And the principle I learned a long time ago when I was going through a difficult time and that passage was very, very meaningful to me is that it's better to be in the fire with Jesus then outside of the fire away from him. Yeah. And let that sink in for a second. We're going to see next week that we're in a race. 
a marathon. I don't know if you've ever run a marathon. The longest I've ever run is 10 miles. And I made my decision then that I'm not going to do a marathon. (laughs) But when you run that far in a race, it's hard. It's very hard. And the Christian life is hard. Don't let anybody sell you a bill of goods that the Christian life is easy. If you are putting God on display, if you're living a life of faith, it's not easy. The enemy will attack you from within. He'll attack you within your own family. He will attack your wife or your husband, your children, your your employment. He will attack you and bring things into your life to try to discourage you because he can't steal your salvation. But what he can do is hurt your witness, and that's what he wants to do. And so we're in this battle to put faith on display in the world and so if we're not putting it on display, then what are we doing for God here? I mean, if we're not living a life practically that shows faith to people, what a life of faith looks like, what purpose do we serve in existing here on earth? I mean, we're not doing anything. We're not we're doing nothing for him if we're not living for him, right? That's right. Remember back to the story of Rahab? What did she say to the people of Israel when the spies came over? You remember what she said? Uh, We have heard. We've heard of you. We've heard of you. Are people saying that about you? Do people say, you know what? I I, I had a guy last week at SWAT say, somebody said, you must be a Christian. Mm. And he said, I felt so good. Have you ever been accused of being a Christian or a follower of Jesus? People may phrase it a little differently. They may say, hey, what religion are you? Because they see something in you. Or, you know, what church do you go to? Because they see something in you and they want to know why are you different? Because they may see that faith on display. Do you live a life that displays that kind of faith? You know, And listen, we're not perfect again. And I love the fact that he brings up Elijah. He talks about those who's escaped the sword. And he talks about those who resurrected women from the, uh, the, gave, you know, resurrected women back their sons. And that's Elijah with the widow of uh, Zarephath and Elisha with the Shunammite woman. Both of them raised somebody back from the dead. And they both escaped the sword. Elisha escaped the sword of Jehoram. And Elijah escaped the sword of um, Jezebel. And so he's mentioning those two great prophets who, let's talk about them for a second. Let's talk about Elijah. Elijah did one of the greatest miracles of all time. He called down fire from heaven. Man, wouldn't you like the ability to do that? Just to be able to pray to the almighty one true living God and fire come down and consume wet wood mm-hmm. and lick up the water in a trench around it. That had to be an amazing sight. Yeah. And then he killed all these false prophets. And then he runs like a baby from Jezebel to hide because he's afraid. And how can that be? How can he be so bold against 450? Really, I think it was 800 because it was Asherah prophets and mm-hmm. the Baal prophets. And then the next minute he's running from Jezebel. It's because, you know, we don't, we're not Jesus. We're, we're not. Yeah. We're human and we're flawed. Was God there to comfort him? Was God there to encourage him? Of course he was. 
He's sitting there moaning like we do. <laughs> Lord, I'm the only one. And he goes, listen, wait a second, Elijah. I've got a lot of people that have not bowed their knee down to Baal yet. You're not the only one. I got people spread out everywhere. When you start thinking you're the only one that does something, uh, you might want to step back for a second because God has got people everywhere. He's got a remnant that's working and we got to work together. And so as we kind of, and he talks about prophets that were stoned, Jeremiah, Zechariah were stoned, Isaiah was sown in half. He said the world was not worthy of these men. And so as we get ready for next week, as we kind of close out our time today, we're going to come back Friday and we'll discuss it a little more. I just want to go to uh, 12 to preview next week. Therefore, since we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance a race that is set before us. Are you running? Are you running the race? Are you compromising? You know, um, Brad mentioned this yesterday. Your mission, are you compromising the mission to live by faith? Put God on display to a pagan world? Are we compromising in our marriage? And you know what? I, I'm just tired. God doesn't want me to be unhappy. Really? What about all these examples? You think mm-hmm. Jeremiah was unhappy mm-hmm. sitting in a pit of mud left to die? Really, God doesn't want you to be unhappy? What about our morals? Purity. Remember, Moses could have had anything, and he chose God's purity. First Thessalonians 4, this is God's will. So where are you compromising, and where are you walking and running the race with conviction? So, anyway. So that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening...